0: Chapter 13, shoot to wound or kill. I'm sure you've heard the age-old question, should you shoot to kill or shoot to wound? I love hearing the crazy responses I get when I ask this question during a class. Some people say, I would shoot to kill so the other guy can't testify, thug life. Others say, if the person only has a knife, I would shoot to wound. Our goal is to make the bad guy stop doing whatever they're doing. If they die during this process, this is not my problem. I believe the attacker chooses death when they decide to rape a woman, kidnap a child, or become a school shooter. On the flip side, if I shoot an attacker and he or she lives, that's great. Maybe he or she will turn their life around. If you're ever in a situation where you are forced to use your firearm, you're going to be very close to the attacker, usually within 9 to 15 feet. Most people will miss over 80% of the shots they take in a self-defense situation. I know that sounds like a really high number, doesn't it? Most people can hit a target 100% of the time while at the range. However, during a self-defense situation, two hormones are released into your brain, adrenaline and cortisol. When these two hormones are released, your body begins to function in a different way. First, you lose dexterity in your hands and feet. This means it will become harder to grip and operate your firearm. Next, you will get extreme tunnel vision. Imagine looking out your window while looking through a toilet paper roll. This is tunnel vision. The third effect these hormones have on your body is loss of hearing. If you've ever fired a gun without hearing protection, your ears were probably ringing for hours. However, why don't your ears ring when you go hunting? I never really understood this phenomenon. I mean, I'm sitting in a tree without hearing protection, and all of a sudden a massive buck steps into the field. Your heart rate increases and your brain is filled with adrenaline and cortisol. And bang, you take the shot. The reason your ears don't ring is because of a loss of hearing caused by these hormones. The final effect adrenaline and cortisol have on the human body is probably the biggest. Cortisol turns off the portion of your brain that controls critical thinking. This is why I laugh when I hear students say things like, I would have noticed the attacker trying to put up his hands. Or I would have made a better decision. It's very easy for us to analyze a self-defense shooting after the fact when our critical thinking abilities are working. During a high stress situation, the portion of your brain that takes over is the primitive brain. This is the portion of your brain responsible for your fight or flight response. And this is a portion of your brain that must be programmed. The way you program this portion of your brain is to train and prepare yourself for the unthinkable moments in life before they happen. This is why the concept of application of skill is so important. Only with consistent and deliberate training, can you develop your skills to the point that you can overcome these natural reactions in the body. Failing to develop these skills will leave you at a massive disadvantage during a violent attack, and that disadvantage could cost you your life. You have to practice with your firearm until it becomes part of your body. You must memorize the critical points of this book so that if and when a situation arises, you don't have to think, you can simply act. In my opinion, shooting the wound is wrong. During a self-defense situation, you will be overwhelmed with thoughts, hormones, and emotions. The last thing I want to do is make my target smaller by aiming at the attacker's hand, arm, or leg. This is why I aim for the high-center chest. The chest is the largest target I have. Therefore, I have the most significant opportunity for my shot to hit the attacker. The high-center chest is the area right between the nipples, below the collarbone, and above the rib cage. This box contains some of the body's most critical organs. The heart, lungs, central nervous system, arteries, and a lot more. I train to put three to five shots into the attacker's high-center chest, and if they die, they die. If they live, maybe they'll go to prison and find Jesus. A quick little side note here, this is why it is so critical for you to really master your ability to use intuitive unsighted fire. So this is a process of not looking at the gun, not looking at the sight, simply looking at the target and being able to get accurate hits inside that high center chest. This is a skill that doesn't necessarily come naturally, it requires training. You've got to really learn this, because in the heat of the moment, looking at the front side is probably not something you're going to do, so you're going to need to learn how to naturally point that firearm at the threat and get those accurate hits. And this is one of the things that I go over in my advanced concealed carry course and also in my live fire advanced concealed carry courses to really help you kind of develop this skill.